0: Welcome, welcome. This is Cassandra Austin McDonald with the Growth Through It podcast, where I share my personal life experiences and the stories of others who have grown through life's ups and downs and came out on the other side. Listen in as you may become inspired to evolve into the best version of yourself. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode here on the Girl Threat Podcast. I'm your host, Cassandra Austin McDonald. And I wanted to share a story with y'all, not about me, but about this incredible human being that I have been obsessed with. (laughs) His name is David Goggins. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him, but David Goggins is a retired Navy SEAL vet and an ultra marathon athlete, uh, New York Times bestselling author of his book Can't Hurt Me and a motivational speaker. Now I came across David Goggins a few years ago actually when his book was newly released and so I got his book very soon after I learned about him and who he was and what he was about, you know, got the audiobook, listened to it, and I found myself in my own shifting season as some of you may have heard me talk about on a previous episode that I was listening to this book again and felt inspired to listen to it again and I am literally obsessed with this man, you guys. <laughs> Don't worry, the Mister knows all about it. <laughs> I've told the Mister. <laughs> I can't stop ranting and raving about him, but I wanted to share with you all just you know some insights and some takeaways that I got as a result of listening to his story and really just diving deep in his own story. But but also some takeaways that I got for myself that I thought maybe. Helpful for any of you who are finding yourselves in your own shifting season. So, first, I want to start off by saying that this incredible human being, for me personally, has really been a beacon of light and evidence that anything is possible and that we never know the full capabilities and potential that we have on the inside of ourselves he is living proof of that literally so i i'm trying to figure out you know as i'm as i'm sitting here talking I, you guys know i go off the cuff i don't write you know, scripts or anything like that. So I'm really just going off the cuff of my obsession here with Mr. Goggins. (laughs) Somebody wants to share this so that he finds out. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I would love to meet him. Oh my goodness. So part of the reason I am uber obsessed with this man, you guys, is because we have very similar backgrounds, meaning... He grew up in an abusive home and he watched his mom get beat by his dad. And he also was abused by his dad. But what was really inspiring about his story is that his mom actually left when he was a child. His mom one evening saw all of the welts and the wounds and the bruises all over his body and it was it was to the point where his mom had to send a note to school saying that he couldn't participate in PE class because typically in PE class, you know, they change their clothes so they can participate. And she would say he couldn't participate because of whatever ailment she would make up that he had so that he wouldn't have to change his clothes so that no one would see all of the marks from him being beaten by his dad. And it really brought so many memories up for me, you guys. I remember it being hot outside and wearing long sleeves to school. You know, I remember those days myself as uh, a child who was also abused. And part of his story is different than my own because his mom actually left his dad. And that right there, I could see a shift of what happened for him, you know? And how that really started to probably build a narrative for him subconsciously that I don't even know if he, because I don't recall him sharing this in his book and in interviews. I've obsessively watched interviews of him as well, but I don't recall him sharing this. But what I picked up was a shift subconsciously had to have happened for him that his mom left his dad and was on this pursuit of creating a new reality, a new life for them. And so what ended up happening is, you know, they moved, they left. He moved to an all white town and he was, I believe one of three black families in this town. And so he would go to school, was bullied and called nigger a lot. And although I can relate to going to an all white town, I did that in high school uh to go live with my aunt to get away from my father. Uh I didn't really deal with the racism until I went and got a job. So I did deal with racism then, but I dealt with a lot of bullying in my hometown with other unfortunately uh women, you know, women were typically very mean uh cruel to me. And well, not women, girls. They were girls. They weren't women. They were girls, but they were very mean and cruel to me. So I've experienced the bullying too. So, you know, just, I'm, I'm laying the foundation really of this man had a foundation in his life that all odds could have literally be, been stacked against him. You know what I mean? Like he experienced the adversity and the abuse and the betrayal and the mistreatment and all this. So, you know, all of that to say, fast forward to he's in this point in his life where he's in his 20s and he's working for a pest control company, spraying for cockroaches and ro- and, and getting rodents in restaurants late at night. He worked like a late night shift And he said that he was really feeling like a failure at this point in his life. He lacked discipline. He said he weighed nearly 300 pounds at this time and he was insecure, uh, you know, all the things, you know, and he said that he watched something on the discovery channel about Navy SEALs and he felt. This conviction on the inside of like, man, that's that's what I want to do. I want to be a Navy SEAL. And mind you guys, this is a man who at the time weighed almost 300 pounds, had no discipline, was not in anybody's shape. Uh, You know, all the things that someone would say you need to have as far as characteristics, uh, your body type, your athleticism and all of that to be a Navy SEAL, you can you have to be a certain way, right? And he was having this, this dream, this conviction, this desire, despite his current state of being. So that right there is a nugget. I hope somebody caught that. Cause I caught it y'all. I caught that. It doesn't matter what your current circumstances are. <laughs> it does not matter. It does not matter what your current circumstances are. If you have a conviction or a dream, or a desire, or a goal, it is possible. It is possible. And so that right there was a nugget for me, just the fact that in that moment, everything about himself, his circumstances, and his life said, hell no, there's no way. And yet, he went on this pursuit of reaching out to recruits to see how could he go into what's called the BUDS training to become a Navy SEAL. Now, when he started this pursuit of going and looking for recruiters, he was getting laughed at, being rejected because of his weight. You know, they were telling him like, there's no way you could ever be a Navy SEAL because you weigh almost 300 pounds. Like, look at you, dude, like you're not in shape, you're overweight, you know, there's no way. And He was able to connect with someone who saw something in him and told him the information that he needed so that he could take that upon himself to decide, was he going to do what it takes to be ready? Now, that right there was another nugget for me because what he did is he continued to look for the opportunity, despite what other people were saying to him about his current circumstances. And so I found that really, really inspiring that he knew what his circumstances were, right? He's hearing from current Navy SEAL professionals that are telling him like, no way, dude, they're laughing at him. They're rejecting him. He could have easily internalized that and be like, you know what? They're right. I'm stupid. Who am I to do this? You guys, he kept looking. So for me, that was another nugget because how many times do we allow both our current circumstances and also the opinions and rejection of others to stop us? just think about it. How many times do we allow that? And we get discouraged and we feel defeated and we start to doubt and question. And before we know it, we've taken ourselves out. I can attest, I have been there. I have been there. And what I believe kept Goggins going is that he had this conviction on the inside. And so that's something that I really want you all to hold on to is, is what are you convicted about? What do you desire? What do you dream about? What is that thing on the inside that just won't let you go? And so he, he finds this recruiter who who basically is willing to give him a chance. And you guys, what happened in this part of the story is Goggins literally had less than three months to lose over 100 pounds to be eligible to go on to the next step of attending the BUDGE training. And he did it, y'all. He did it. He went all in. And, And let me explain something to you. There was both a physical component and there was also a mental component because he also had to pass the ASVAT test and the physical test to go to the next step to go to this boot camp. And then you have to pass the boot camp. So there's like all these different barriers that he has to go through just to be able to proceed to the next step of the process. And one thing that I forgot to mention in part of his story is that he almost didn't graduate from high school. I believe he graduated from high school with less than a 1% GPA, I believe he said, and he said that he, you know, his dad, when he they were living with his abusive father did not value education And so he would miss school a lot. He was behind in his reading level. He was behind and he said he was able to go through each grade because he cheated his way there. And so by the time it's time for him to really have to apply himself, he said that he spent hours upon hours studying uh, to be able to pass this test. And he said the first time he did not pass. He did not pass and So he had to go through this process again and study harder and figure out what he did wrong the first time to pass this test. And you guys were talking about less than a three month window. And during this same time, he is also trying to lose the weight. I believe he said he weighed 297 pounds at the time. And by the time it was time for him to have to lose the weight and see if he was qualified. He was down 106 pounds, which was at the weight he needed to be at to qualify and be eligible to proceed to the next step for the budge training. And he did it y'all. Y'all I'm just so fascinated. (laughs) Y'all going to hear me like just talking about it. I'm so fascinated by this person. Cause I'm like, man, like talk about sheer willpower sheer willpower. He said the first time he tried to go for a run, he told himself he was going to go run four miles because in the Navy SEAL BUDS training, they are told that they have to be able to run six miles a day. So the very first time he's putting in this effort to lose this weight and, and try to get in shape and be ready for this BUDS training, he said that he told himself he was going to run four miles. And he said he went out he couldn't even run a quarter of a mile. And he said that he felt so defeated and discouraged. And he went home and he sat on his couch and um his mom was there. Or I believe he went to his mom's place and you know, sat on the couch and he just cried and told her that he, he couldn't do it. And eventually he was able to pick himself back up and keep trying. But you guys, what I'm what I'm so fascinated by his story and why I'm so enthralled with him is because he didn't quit. He did not quit. He did not quit. Why do I keep repeating that? Because so many times we find ourselves in various situations in life, whether if you're on a health and fitness journey, whether if you're on a love and relationship journey, whether if you're on a pivoting in your career or leveling up in your career journey, whatever that thing looks like for you. And you're coming up against obstacle, against obstacle, against obstacle. And you're facing challenge after challenge after challenge. And you are feeling defeated. You are feeling discouraged. You are doubting yourself. And how many throw in the towel at that point? And this man kept going. Now, It wasn't easy, obviously, you know, he had to fight, he had to get into his grit mode and grind mode. But what I really, really, really love about this part of his story is this was the part where he decided to make a shift. And this shift is what reinvented himself. He literally reinvented himself. He created a new person. And the shift is usually the hardest part of the journey. The reason I'm highlighting this is because a lot of people look at his story now, right? He, be, you know, he ultimately went through the budge training and he became a Navy SEAL and he had some rankings in the Navy SEAL and he served and he went to combat and he went on to do some other amazing things, uh, with the military. And then he also became an ultra marathon athlete and he's one racist, you know, we're talking about hundred mile races, y'all. We ain't talking about no five miles. We talking about hundred mile races, 200 mile races, you know? So, I mean, this man is like a force to be reckoned with. He is a whole beast in these streets, literally, <laughs> literally, cause that's where he'd be running. Uh, Self-published his book and became a New York's best-selling author off a self-published book. He denied a he rejected a, a offer that was presented to him and decided to self-publish his own book. It became a New York Times best-selling book and a, a well sought-out motivational speaker. People see this man for who he is today, right? He this reinvention of himself. But what I noticed in his story was the shift. The time where he could have gave up, the time where he could have thrown in the towel, the time where he could have said, this is stupid. This doesn't make any sense. Who am I to try to do these things and be this person and create this amazing life and really tap into my own greatness? Who am I to do that? He did not quit. I believe that is called shifting season. Many of y'all have heard me talk about this before, and I've been, if you're on my email list, you have been seeing my emails I've been sending out where I'm talking about the shift. It's shifting season. It's shifting season. Why do I keep highlighting this? Because some of you are in pivotal moments of your life. Again, whether if it's time for you to take it up a notch in your health and fitness journey, maybe it's, maybe you're, maybe you, you're ready for love. Maybe you're ready to make a pivot in your career. Maybe you're ready to level up financially. I don't know where you're at in your journey. But what I do know is you are not where you want to be yet. And you are here in a space in your life where it's time to make a shift. It's time to make a shift. It's time to make a mindset shift. It's time to make a heart shift. It's time to make a soul shift. It's time to make an action shift. It's time to shift. And you may have been resisting it. You may have been resisting it. And what happens when we resist, there's this saying that what you resist persists. So when you resist the shifting season from happening, what happens is the window of opportunity passes you by. Now in David Goggin's story, He had less than three months to lose this weight. And mind you, he was, I believe, 24 at the time. And so he also had an age window. He had a time window and an age window working against him. So this was a now or never situation. This was not, you know what? I'll just revisit this later. I'll reprioritize this later. I'll make this necessary later. This was a now or never situation season of his life where if I don't do this now, I'm going to miss my opportunity. It makes me think about that Eminem song that was one of the theme songs on the movie eight mile where it's like, uh, lose yourself. That song, lose yourself. Like you only get one shot. There's y'all, I'm going to butcher it, (laughs) but he's talking about, you only get one shot. Do not miss your time to go. Like your, your opportunity is here. Don't miss it. And a lot of women that I have worked with, you know, I've worked with women who were either wanting to find their person in their love life. I've worked with women who were wanting to pivot and really step into their purpose. And I've also worked with women who were at moments where their current relationship was almost in shambles. And they had a time window where it was like, If I don't make a shift, if I don't do this right here, right now, I'm going to miss my opportunity. What I see happening with a lot of people is they miss it. They're in a catastrophic state. They're in a devastated state. They've missed the window and now they get into desperation. And let me tell you something, you guys, you don't want to be in a state of desperation because when you're in a state of desperation, you make decisions from that space. And oftentimes, desperate decisions yield desperate results. I'm going to say that again. Desperate decisions yield desperate results. And so when we're talking about this concept of a shifting season, really what this is, is that you are getting ahead of the game. Goggins didn't wait until his age time expired and he was too old because in certain industries, there is an age gap. He didn't wait until the time passed to wake up one, one day and realize, oh my God, life has passed me by. He ceased his moment and he was all in. He was all in. You guys, this reminds me of when I started my journey and I was thinking about his story, you guys. What's funny is I don't even know if I've ever shared this before. I was talking to the mister about this, but when I was in high school, I wanted to be a Navy SEAL and I thought that was the coolest thing on earth. I was same as him. I was watching a video on TV or I think it was a TV not a video but it's a TV something and I saw them jumping out of a hol- helicopter into the water and they look like badasses and I was like oh my gosh that's what I want to do I want to be that and then I was working in a car wheel factory at the time and I went to work and I was telling them like I saw this cool thing on TV a navy so I'm gonna be a Navy seal. and they were like, well, you can't because women can't be Navy SEALs. It's only for men. And so I was so discouraged. I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) And what I ended up doing instead was I believe I had a Marine recruiter come to my aunt's house and, uh, I, I wanted to join the military and eventually I was, I was talked out of it. And, what ended up happening instead is I enrolled in college, went to school. And from there, you know, my story unfolded. But, uh, I was thinking about a time in my life where my shifting season, where I, it was like a window, right? For me, it was in my mid twenties. It was probably similar to the ages Goggins. I don't think I was 24. I may have been like 26, 27 ish, maybe. And it was, it was when I was in this season of my life where I was really reflecting on, you know, I was a single mom, I had failed relationships, I had toxic relationships, and I, was, I had a desire to have my person, you know? I, I knew that I don't want to spend the rest of my life alone, and I really want a partner in life. I want somebody I can build with, someone I trust, you know, and all the things that we list off. And I wasn't even uh, 30 years old yet, you know, and I'm grateful that I was, you know, this young and was able to see like, man, I need to work on myself. And this is really when my journey began, you guys, where I went all in, y'all, all All in, all in. And that was my shifting into my reinvention. What many people see who I am today, that was where my shift started was nothing catastrophic, catastrophic happened yet. Uh, aside from me having the incident where I've shared before I survived that near fatal attempt. And yes, that, that can be considered catastrophic. That was self-inflicted, but external circumstances wise, uh, nothing catastrophic really had happened in that moment that, uh, could have been a, I have to do something now. You know, I could have survived that attempt and went back to humdrum, same old, same old. I could have easily done that. But instead, I decided to make a shift. And so I want to go back to David Goggin's story here where, you know, ultimately what happened is he went through the BUDGE training, they call it Hell Week, and he went through three Hell Weeks in a year, which was unheard of. He is the only person to have ever done this. And eventually he was able to graduate BUDS and move on to become a Navy SEAL. And what I found most incredible about his story is his sure, his pure will to not quit or give up. I mean, you see this theme in this part of his journey, this shifting season, and him in this state of reinvention, if you will, Where he is literally fighting for himself. He's fighting for his reinvention. He's fighting for this new identity. He's fighting for this new reality. He's fighting for this new way of being. And it was like obstacle after obstacle after obstacle and he kept getting back up again and he kept getting back up again and he kept getting back up again. again. What I thought about when I was when I was really just, you know, taking Historian and digesting it and stewing on it was that there is a muscle that is built within ourselves when we get back up again. It makes me think about that Cardi B song where she talks about getting knocked down nine times, get back up 10. Something happens inside of ourselves when we keep getting back up. And I think about my journey where I had, heartbreak after heartbreak failed relationship after failed relationship and i kept getting back up again i kept getting back up again i thought about in my career you know my my former career where there were times where i was getting passed over for opportunities and There were, you know, different things happening in that space. And I kept getting back up again and kept moving forward. There is a muscle that is built inside of the person who refuses to quit or give up. And I believe it's no different than building muscles on your physical body. In weightlifting, they call going to failure, where when you're weightlifting, you want to lift past the burn and to the point where you can't lift anymore. And they call that going to failure. And the reason why they say it's important to do that is because in that state, what happens is you actually start the muscle rips apart and then it mends back together again and it grows. That is how you build muscle mass going to failure. And I think about this concept in life where How many people are willing to push themselves to failure and get back up again? And I believe so many people have not reached their fullest potential. So many people have not achieved their goals. So many people have not reached their destination. So many people have not gotten what they desired because they are unwilling to go to failure and get back up again. The pain of defeat often keeps people down and out and they don't get back up again. And what I realized is it's not about failing. It's about, but will you get back up again? Will you rise? Will you be like the phoenix coming from the ashes rising? Will you be like the bat the butterfly coming from the the cocoon state that you know when a when a when a caterpillar goes into its cocoon state, you guys, it doesn't just grow wings and fly away. When a caterpillar goes into a cocoon state, it turns into mush. It turns into mush, you guys, before it takes form of its next identity. And oftentimes, what I see happening, both in my own journey and in my work, is when we are shifting, when we're in our shifting season, and you're wanting to go from your current state of being and reinvent yourself to this new state of being, the woman who has the relationship the woman who's living in her purpose and she's thriving in her career, the woman who has leveled up financially and she's living in a lifestyle that feels really juicy and good for her. The woman who has gotten in shape and she's feeling sexy and good in the skin that she's in. There is an in-between of that process when you make that shift and it's the goop where it gets messy. And when a, Caterpillar is in a cocoon state. Many people don't notice that, realize this part of the story. Many people skip over this. They go, Oh, when you go and you're a caterpillar and you go into the cocoon and then you become a butterfly. I hear people use this analogy so often when talking about transformation, but what they fail to mention is there is a goop part of that process. The caterpillar is not a butterfly. Somebody needs to catch that. The caterpillar is not a butterfly. The caterpillar goes into the cocoon state to be completely unraveled. Down to mush, down to goop. And then in that state, the butterfly is created. When we're looking at transformation, there is a part of the process where Yourself, self or your circumstances or the challenges or the obstacles or your life, whatever the thing is for you, gets completely unraveled. And it looks like ain't no way in hell. I'm gonna get to the other side of this. There's no way. Maybe you're recovering from a heartbreak and you're like, my God, I cannot deal with another narcissistic person who is going to wear a mask and fool me and hurt me. I cannot deal with that again. Maybe you are trying to get back in shape, lose weight, feel good in your skin and feel sexy in your body. And maybe you've either had a setback with your nutrition. Maybe you've had a setback with your consistency and discipline and you're like, Oh my God, I can't deal I cannot deal with the pain of being sore again. I can't deal with the hunger pains, whatever the thing is for you. Maybe you're wanting to pivot. Maybe you're either wanting to start your own business or you're wanting to level up professionally and either pivot in your career and get higher level opportunities and you're like, I cannot take another rejection. I cannot take another setback. I cannot take another failure. You guys, that mindset in and of itself is what's stopping you from reinventing yourself and your circumstances. Because it's not about the failing. It's not about the heartbreak. It's not about being knocked down. It's about, but will you get back up again? And will you keep going? Because eventually the person who keeps getting back up again, cannot stay down. And that is what we see happening in David Goggins story is this man was relentless in his pursuit of self actualization of reinventing himself and recreating a new reality for himself. He was absolutely relentless. And despite how many failures and obstacles and challenges were presented his way, The theme was he kept getting back up again and he kept going again. And eventually his reality shifted. Eventually what became what was once hard became his new normal. As adults, we are not taught this a lot. We're taught that we get everything we need in childhood. (laughs) And then you become a doll and then that's it. And that's that's the furthest thing from the truth, y'all. If you want to live a full, abundant life with, you know, love and purpose and prosperity and health and just live a life you love. There's going to be constant states of growth and evolution. And with that comes challenges and growing pains and obstacles and all of the good stuff that creates these new versions of ourselves in these new realities. And when we think about childhood, we're learning so much because we know nothing. We're learning how to walk. We're learning how to tie our shoes. We're learning how to ride a bike. We're learning how to do this. And we're learning how to do that. And there's something about the mindset of a child where there's no thought or question about quitting. You didn't think about quitting when you were learning how to walk how many times do you think you fell when you were crawling around getting back up again and pulling yourself back up and learning how to walk how many times do you do you think you fell or what about when you were trying to learn how to tie your shoes or what about when you were learning how to ride a bike you keep getting back up until you master it we have that same skill set inside of ourselves now as adults but we forget we forget we forget because we are facing life challenges or we forget we forget because we've been conditioned to believe certain things because of our environment whatever environment you were raised around and also our social environment as a society we're just conditioned a certain way and so when you be when you get into this phase in your adulthood of wanting more wanting better wanting to shift and reinvent yourself and recreate a new reality for yourself and you face the obstacles you face the challenges you forget that this too shall pass you forget that you're building a new muscle you forget that ev- that eventually what was once hard will become your new normal you forget And so the key is when you're in those spaces is to not allow the feelings of defeat, discouragement, or doubt to weigh you down to the point where you take yourself out the game, but really to say to yourself, this too shall pass. I'm mastering a new skill. I'm mastering a new way of being, and I'm going to get back up again and I'm going to try again. And I'm going to get back up again and I'm going to try again. Each time, you fall down and you decide to get back up again. You learn a new lesson, you gain a new skill, you master something. And over time, the compound effect has to kick in. The compound effect has to kick in where if you keep doing the same thing over a period of time, it will yield a result it will yield a result. Just like if you you keep eating wrong and you don't move your body, the compound effect kicks in, you gain weight, you get out of shape. If you change your nutrition and you eat whole healthy nutritional, um, nutrient dense foods and you move your body, the compound effect kicks in, you have to get in shape and lose weight. If you are going through the relationship journey And you keep going through certain heartbreaks and disappointments, but you learn your lessons and you apply your lessons learned to the next situation and you recreate a new circumstance over time. You got to win in love you guys. These philosophies apply to any area of life. It doesn't matter what area you're seeking to experience transformation. in. many of you who have worked with me before know that I like to break up our our life journey into quadrants. I like to look at our relationships. I like to look at our health and our fitness. I like to look at our spirituality, our faith, and I like to look at our, you know, career, purpose, finances. I break it up because I believe in having a holistic life. So many people get hyper-focused on one area. I have worked with so many ambitious women who have got the degrees, they got the career success and they're in their 40s or 50s and they're single and they're alone. And they realized, oh, my goodness, I didn't make room for this. And while they've created massive success career wise. They feel like something's missing because they look up and they see the time that's lapsed. And they're now looking toward the future and know, know, realizing I don't want to be by myself. I want to share my life with someone. I want to partner. And that's why I believe in looking at your life holistically. We see this financially where we see people who they don't consider their financial future. They don't consider investing in retirement or looking at investing and having a financial portfolio for financial security in the future until they get to a certain age. And I realize, Oh my gosh, time has passed. And so when we look at David Goggins story, what I love most about it is that he ceased a moment in his shifting season and he kept going. He didn't quit and he didn't give up. And eventually the reinvention arrived. And so, One thing that you can ask yourself when you are finding yourself in the midst of your own shifting season, one thing you can ask yourself or not even ask yourself, but just tell yourself rather is it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when. It's not a matter of if it's a matter of when that right there is a mindset shift. Stop asking yourself, is this going to happen for me? And start asking your and start telling yourself, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And then if I don't stop, I don't quit, I keep going, I don't give up. It has to happen. I see this philosophy, this principle ring true time and time again in my life. I remember when my son was in... Head Start and his head start teacher at the time. And many of you know, I was a single mom, you know, and so it was just me and my son didn't have much support. And so, there was a teacher that he had a head start teacher that he had. She was a sister, she was a black woman, and she saw how intelligent my son was going to be. And she kind of warned me and said, uh, But my son has mannerisms about himself. You know, he's extremely, extremely introverted. Like I thought I was an introvert, but he is like way more introverted than I am. And he has ways of beings about himself that can come off awkward to people who don't understand human behavior. And she warned me, she said, people are going to try to label him because your son is different. She said, but not in a bad way. She said, he's very smart. And he's not like other kids. And she, and she was kind of telling me like, this is how you have to navigate school with him. And so throughout my son's journey, I navigated school with him in making sure that I was his best advocate. So there were times where, you know, he was in certain schools that were not in alignment with what I wanted for him. And I had to fight the district to get him into the gift gifted school and get him into like gifted programs and things like that, because where I lived was a very Republican and conservative place. And so y'all know what that means. It was the white versus black thing. Okay. And I had to fight for him a lot to, you know, get into where I know he needed to be as far as his education was concerned because we were in the public school district, because again, I was a single mom. I did not have the resources to send in to private school, but there were very, very great programs in the public district where we did live, where there were gifted programs and certain schools that kids who were more intelligently gifted would go to. And so I would fight for him to get to these schools because we didn't live in the, the school bounds that they wanted you to live in. There's certain parts of the city they wanted people to live in for the kids to go to this, these schools. And so I would have to fight and things like that. And what ended up happening, you guys is over time, uh, I believe the compound effect kicked in, you know, the, not me, not quitting, me, not giving up me fighting for my son to have a, a great education, but also for my son to know that there's nothing wrong with you and you're intelligent and you're brilliant is you know now he's in college and he's majoring in biochemical um biomedical sciences and engineering something like that y'all y'all i butcher it all the time He'd be getting mad at me he's like mom that's not what it's called but it's something about biochemical and medical engineering and something like that and he says he was still, he still says he wants to go to medical school and things like that. And I'm not pushing him either way. Um, I'm letting him make a choice, but I'm sharing this because I was a single mom raising a black boy in America who was also intelligent. And I lived in a city that was a Republican conservative town that believed black kids all belonged in the same group. And I had to fight for him. I had to fight for him and it panned out. You know, he he goes to the University of Central Florida. It is one of the top schools in the nation and uh he's he's doing well. And so, I share that because it makes me think again going back to David Goggins story where I was coming up against obstacles. I was coming up against challenges, you know. Back then people You know, we're in different times now where people don't look so much down on single moms, but y'all, it still was a mess when I was raising my son with this whole single mom stigma. And I had to work through that. And I had to work through raising a black boy in America and on top of living in a a Republican conservative town where they want to label black kids. And so I had so many challenges and obstacles that I had to hurdle over. And yet here I am here, with this reinvention story of my own life where my son is now in college, you know, and he is working towards creating his own future. And I've also reinvented my love life and you know, the, the stigma did not stop me from meeting a high value man who is, you know, supportive and all the things, you know, successful in his own right And all of that, I believe happened because I would not quit. I would not quit. And I'm just going to be transparent with you guys. I'm in my own shifting season now because there's another level for me. You know, there's another level for me. And part of the reason I was listening to David Goggins book again was because his story always is a source of inspiration for me when I need those friendly reminders about how to handle my own shifting season. And so I have been pulling out all the tools in my own toolbox and feeding and fueling myself and my mind and my spirit with the information that I need to help me to stay in alignment as I work toward my reinvention for what's next for me. Because I believe the reality I'm living in now is a reinvention from a shifting season I had many years ago. And so I want you all to really just think about where you're at now and where you want to be, because oftentimes you can get caught up in the day to day way of living life. You can get caught up in your routines. You can get caught up in your responsibilities of life. You can get caught up in being almost like in these robotic states of being, but time is still passing you by. And so I really would just love for you to just take a moment right here, right now, as you're listening to just reflect. Where are you right now? Look around you, pause, get still, get present. Where are you right now? Where are you in your relationships? Where are you in your health and wellness? Where are you in your career? Where are you in your spirituality? Reflect And see where is there room to make a shift? Is it time for you to enter your shifting season so that you can look back in a new season and be living in your reinvention, living in your new reality, which is where I find myself now. I find myself living in this new reality I was a single mom when I started my journey and a massive amount of debt out of shape, overweight, depressed, broken, broke all the things. And here I am in a new reality where my son's in college. Um, I'm a stay at home wife who is building her new professional life debt, per- no personal debt, Still working toward my health and fitness, y'all. That's something that ebb and flows for me. And I'm still working on mastery in that area. But I'm doing better than I was many years ago. And feeling connected to God now more than ever. And I believe the reinvention I'm living in right now is because I said yes to my shifting season many years ago. And so it's funny because I find myself living in a reinvented state I created years ago and now entering a shifting season so that I can have a new reinvention story. What's your reinvention story going to be? What are you going to look up 10 years from now and say, man, I remember when I was shifting and this is what I created. This is what I created. I would love to hear from you. I am in the process of developing a training about the shift. And so if you want to attend this training, this is going to be a no cost training, the shift. I'm going to put my email address in the show notes. And all you have to do is. Send me an email and say, I'm ready to shift. I'm ready to shift. And what I'll do is you will be the first notified of what's going on with the the shift training. But I believe this is divine timing for many of us. And I believe that when God is pulling me through a season, it was for me first And then for me to share with you all next and what divine timing as we are on the cusp of spring, shifting out of winter, shifting into a new season. And when spring arrives, we see the blooming and the blossoming of all the beautiful and wonderful creation that God made the trees, the bushes, the flowers, everything becomes bright and vibrant. And right before that, there was a season where everything looked dismal and dead and dry, shifting from the winter, depending upon where you live. That is what life is like, you guys. It's shifting season. And there is a reinvention state ready for you. There's a new reality ready for you but are you going to say yes to the shift? Are you going to lean in? Are you not going to count yourself out? Remember David Goggins' story, his circumstances said that there was no way he could have became who he became. The cards were stacked against him. His circumstances were not in alignment with the type of person who could be who he became and yet he still said yes to his own shift. He did it. That is the power of the human spirit. And it's in all of us. It's in all of us. Will, determination, drive, discipline, conviction, faith. It's in you. And I know you may have some dreams that you've allowed to lie dormant inside of you. You have some goals that you have given up on. You have desires that you've denied. Give yourself grace. Forgive yourself for that. And make a decision that you are going to shift. Again, my email address is going to be in the show notes. Send me an email and let me know that you're ready to shift and I'll share more about the training coming soon. I'm looking forward to hearing from you and I'll talk to you all next time. Take care now. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please make sure to subscribe, like, share, and leave your review for the podcast. To learn more, go to www.CassandraAustin.com.